Another edition of South Florida Sunday is upon us. Good morning and welcome. My name is Trey Brazier. I have Patrick Franklin, the Urban League Palm Beach County CEO and President. How's it going, sir? Good morning again, Trey. What a what a wonderful Sunday to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. So every week, of course, Patrick brings a, a new guest in. And who do we have this week? Today we have the Executive Director of the Kravitz Center, Miss Diane All Quinn. Right. Diane, welcome to our Sunday morning show. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Wonderful. So... Everyone knows and has has seen and and been to the Kravitz Center. We hope that they have I been to so. all over this time. But let me we I want to introduce you to this community, Diane, because you've been here for what almost two years now. A year a year and a half. Year and a half. So um, we want to welcome you here to Palm Beach County, to West Palm Beach, and all the surrounding areas. But Diane, tell everybody a little bit about your background, who you are, and so. The mic is yours. Oh, thank you. I, I don't want people to turn off the program because no. they're going to be so bored. No, it's but, early morning. Uh, so I've been here, as you've said, Patrick, for about 18 months, and I uh, came here directly from Montreal. I was working for a large company called Cirque du Soleil, which is a big Canadian company, a circus company. Mm -hmm. I worked for them for almost 17 years, but I am a native Torontonian, so I'm from Canada. And uh, I can't tell you, the best thing to do about hiring a Canadian is to hire them in the middle of winter and ask them to come to good. Palm Beach County. It and feels it, good to it, be down here. It does. It feels great. Yes. So thank you for having me, Palm Beach County. Wonderful. Wonderful. Now, as we, as we go through, you've been in the arts and in all, all the different factors that um, make up our arts and, and for our community. Who were your mentors when, when, when you were growing up as, as you were developing those skills and, and getting that love for the arts? Oh, very good question. I mean, I think for a lot of people, and certainly for me, my mentorship started with people in my family. And I would say that my, my grandmother was a huge, huge influence for me. She owned her own business. And I watched her run that business. She owned a hair salon. And uh, I mean, I was at her home every weekend uh, with my brother. And I gave my parents a chance who were, you know, young people when they had my brother and myself. So it gave them a little bit of chance to have personal time. So we spent a lot of time with my grandmother and watching her run her business and the way she operated with clients, uh, the way she, she was so composed all the time. She was basically my first mentor. And she passed away just a few days shy of her 100th birthday wow. the year before last. So I had so much time with her, which is such a gift. So is that where you learned that, that great customer service skill from? You know, probably, probably because I do think it's really important. The mm -hmm. people who come through your doors need to feel welcome. That's a big part of what I'm, uh, I'm focusing on for the Kravis Center. How can we make people feel as welcome as possible whether they've come through the doors 50 times or whether they're coming through for, the for their time. first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. um, something I'm really trying to focus my energies on and, and everybody else who works there. We have an amazing team. Absolutely. So let's let's talk a little bit, little bit about the history of the Crawford Center. For all of us who have been here for many years and we, we saw it built, we saw it mature, and now it's, it's a fixture in our community. It's been there for... How, how, how many years has the Crafter Center been there now? Well, it opened in 92. We just celebrated our 30th anniversary season this past season, mm -hmm. and we're going into our 31st. So you're right. It's become a place that people know. You know, they a lot of people know where it is. Uh, we're just off Okeechobee uh, and a little bit east of the 95. For those of you who've never been there, and, of course, I, I encourage you to come. 
But yeah, it's been there for 30 years and it has uh, been a fixture and I'm grateful for that. And I think it's because we have such a wide variety of programming that we offer to the community. I know because over the years, Diane, I know the Urban League, we've we utilized that facility for many different reasons for youth gather, gatherings, performances. I know a lot of our kids go to performances from the school district there. Uh, we've had we've held meetings there. We've held galas there. We've held a whole lot of things, and people have been there o- over the years. But I I just want to talk a, l- a little bit about. I know you have um, a whole agenda coming up for for next year, but I want to jump a little bit to something that a lot of our listeners have been to the Kravitz Center of years. The gospel explosion, the, the gospel concert that, that you do in the spring, am, am I correct? Yes, that's Talk been... to us a, a little bit about that, and, and what are your plans for that coming, coming forth? Well, definitely we're going to continue with the gospel gala, but I think there's so much more than just the gospel gala. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, again, as we welcome the entire community, the gospel gala is one opportunity to bring together you know, uh, an African-American audience, but hopefully, uh, you know, everyone is welcome. But we have been very blessed with a lot of incredible programming that's done by our marketing team and our programming team so that, you know, you can come by anytime, not just at the Gospel Gala, but um, we will definitely do that. And I'm reaching out to the community. uh, And when I say the community, truly, I mean everybody to say, what can we do to help you mm-hmm. feel more comfortable and confident at the Kravis Center? And uh, we had an amazing experience last year that if you'd just give me a second, I would oh, love to talk. Oh, you go right into it. So we had two young guys come onto stage last year called the Black Violins. These are two young guys from Fort Lauderdale who've been classically trained to play the violin. And we had... Uh, for the afternoon performance, we had an entire um, hall filled with kids, right? So we're 2,200 seats mm-hmm. in Dreyfus Hall. And it was filled. It was packed. And 2,200 kids rocking out. And I mean it, rocking out to the sound Make a lot of, of noise. two young African-American guys classically trained on the violin who then started to play it like it was a guitar, who then started to go into hip-hop music, urban music, and every kid that was in the audience was jumping up and down i was like wondering oh my god I is the floor I was I, it was amazing I, I wish i was there you should have been yes. there it was it was so much fun and then we repeated it in the evening so wow. we had you know fewer kids but people were rocking out and this is what is incredibly important to me and the more that we can have our audience reflect the wider community mm-hmm. that means we're doing our job well that that's exactly because I, you know, for so many years, the, the Crawford Center ha- has been our, our really our only concert hall mm-hmm. when, when you really look at and, yeah. and look at the demographics of, of what's here in, in West Palm Beach and Palm Beach County. Outside of a ballroom in a hotel or resort, that's really the only concert hall we, we really have here in, in Palm Beach County. But, you know, music changes the dynamics of, of a conversation, the dynamics of a room. And we said these kids were like absolutely into the violinist. Totally, um, I could just see it right now, and I, I bet you they they they, they had the they had the noise level re- very high, <laughs> you know. And yes. um, I hear this school year that it's mandatory field trips that all students have to all what all fifth graders all fifth graders. Can I just repeat you, that? You go ahead. Say say it again. All 
fifth graders who are in public school in Palm Beach County will come to the Kravis, Kravis Center. Center. That just makes my heart a sing. A mandatory field trip. Mandatory field trip. Isn't that wonderful? So if you reach out, let's, let's go forward a few years. Mm-hmm. Every single child in Palm Beach County, regardless of means, regardless of geographic location, as long as they're in Palm Beach County Public School, they will come to the Kravis Center. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. So, are they, uh, Diana, are they going to go see whatever you're playing at that time? Yeah, so the way that we're going to get through every grade five student is we have a number of different programs. Mm-hmm. Now, some of it will be a Broadway show. Some of it will be a musical show. Uh, ultimately, I would love my personal goal is that everyone can have a participatory experience. Some people call it immersive experience. I would love every child to have some kind of experience where it's hands-on. Mm-hmm. I'm working toward that. And uh, obviously taking requests from the community. So Mm -hmm. if somebody has a great idea. Diane Quinn, the chief executive officer of the Kravitz Center, is our guest this week for South Florida Sundays. I'm Trey Brazier with Patrick Franklin from the Urban League, Palm Beach County. So let me ask you a question. How does somebody get in touch with you or the Kravitz Center? Well, the best way to do that Mm -hmm. is to, and, you know, the easiest way is probably just to go to our website, www.kravitz.org. And that's K-R-A-V-I-S, as in Sam. Mm-hmm. And uh, our, our information is there. I'm very approachable, either by email or phone call. I'm in the lobby a lot mm-hmm. talking to people because I really do want to understand what is meaningful for the community. And um, again, I, I feel if, and maybe it's because I'm a hands-on person, that if uh, a young person can somehow participate and get it into their bodies about what the arts might mean for them. Doesn't matter. Could be acting. Could be music. Could be dance. Could could be anything. Uh, poetry. Then, I feel we have a way of really touching them and making it meaningful to their mm-hmm. life long term. I tell you what. If if you all have not visited the Kravitz and have not met Diane Quinn, please do because <laughs> it's a it's a breath of fresh of fresh air. The doors are open as far as I'm concerned at at the Kravitz Center for anyone who wants to participate and engage and if you have like she said if you have a comment let please, her know about it please, call her yes, all right please. send her an email yeah and i'm quite sure you can get directly to her to give to give, give some response and you know patrick you don't even have to come inside the kravis mm-hmm. center now to experience the kravis center on saturday evenings for 30 saturdays this coming uh, season we will have free entertainment outside on the plaza we call it kravis on the plaza free music you don't, you don't have to spend a dime. Oh, wow. Parking is always free at the Kravis Center. I love that. Which is great. Yes. Super easy off the 95 or off Okeechobee. But come sit outside, experience some great music of all different genres, you know, mm. and just come and, and chill out for half so an hour. So that's on Saturdays at, at, at what time again? So just before the performance. So usually it's sort of around 7.15 to 7.45 mm-hmm. or come at 7, you know, Either you can bring a little sandwich with you, or you can, uh, you know, or just 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 listen to some great music under the stars. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. Um, as as we continue, um, I know you have the new season coming up, or or or, or are we in that so far? Because I associate season with the end of summer and and fall coming up. Tell yeah. me, what's the season time frame, the calendar for for the Kravitz? Yeah, pretty much I would say. It's stretching, you know, mm-hmm. as we have more and more people who are who are here more full-time. The season definitely is stretching. But I would say 
you know, the beginning of November until the end of May is when we're programming the heaviest. Good. Uh, but we're and I'll, I'll give it you. It kind just, of follows our our season here as far as our our tourists coming down and things like that. Exactly, okay. exactly. But I'll give you just a little just a little tidbit. Next summer, we're actually going to be open and we're going to be doing something fabulous, something never been done before locally. So stay tuned. You heard it first here, um, as the Crabber Center is is really playing. Because my my next question is, what what do you see as, as you say something fabulous, but what areas are you looking at engaging the community in a different way? How, how can we as the Urban League or we as other community leaders, how can we engage with you at the next level? I think the first thing and the most important thing is if you, if you like something, don't like something, have an idea, please. Um, the, the best way that I can respond to the community's needs is to hear from the community. And if I don't, then either we're doing something really, really, really well or we're doing something really, really, really badly and we haven't engaged in the community enough where there's a kind of trust relationship. Mm -hmm. So I really want to build that trust relationship. And I think that starts with programming. It starts with pricing. Um, it starts with how you're welcomed when you come on site. We're doing a big, big block party on October the 14th. And the block party is where we open our doors to everybody. And we're going to, we're going to invite, and have already started to invite, all different performing arts organizations that are in the local community. We're going to have master classes, workshops. I would say the largest percentage of the block party, everything will be free. Mm -hmm. uh, for, for some of the um, events, there'll be a very modest uh, charge. But most of the things are free. It'll be for the family. Uh, it'll be throughout the entire day and into the evening. And the more we can just get people to show up and look around, kick mm -hmm. our tires, mm -hmm. so to speak, mm -hmm. then I think we start to build that trusting relationship with the community. What do you think is, is, is the biggest myth that, that people may have of the Kravitz Center that you just kind of like scratch your head going like, really? That it's for your grandparents. Yes. And... And it's for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and listen, as I started off earlier, my grandmother's very has been very important to me. So yes, um, all age groups are important to us and welcome. But I feel like we're we're leaning heavy into family programming. We're leaning heavy into comedy. Uh, we're leaning heavy into um, uh, headliners who you may not think. Oh, really? They're going to be at the Kravis Center? Mm -hmm. You know, um, we're doing an evening, uh, Coco, that amazing Pixar movie. Mm -hmm. We're doing uh, Coco, the movie, live with a live mariachi band. Oh, wow. And, you know, when do you get to go see a live mariachi band? You know, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're starting off our season with the Commodores uh, this year. We're going to have Leanne Rimes, a country artist, who's going to come this year. So I would say there's a little something, a little something for, for everyone. Yeah. And, and again, they, they can just go to kravis.org and, and, and find any information they're looking for? Absolutely. As things come uh, on sale, you know, we'll put it on our website. Can I just also make just a little plug? You know, if you go to the website, you will always be purchasing a ticket directly from us. 
If you go to a secondary website, there are more charges, uh, the prices are much higher, so I would just urge people go to www.kravis.org or come directly to the box office where the fees are uh, reduced. Diane Quinn, the Chief Executive Officer of the Kravitz Center, is our guest this week for South Florida Sundays. I'm Trey Brazier with Patrick Franklin from the Urban League, Palm Beach County. Let me ask you a question also because um, so many in our audience are, are, um, are belong to different groups, civic groups, social groups, uh, church groups. Is there is there a place for them to engage on on a group level to participate as as a group at some of the functions that that you have some of the events? Yeah, well, we do have a group sales gal. Uh, Terry is terrific, mm-hmm. and she will uh, she's able to sell tickets at a discounted rate. So that's the first thing. Good. Um, if you want to come and experience uh, music on the plaza with your group, that's fantastic. We have um, we also have group backstage tours. Not as frequently as we did uh, pre-COVID, mm-hmm. you know, we do we do utilize a lot of volunteers. I'm grateful for the number of volunteers that uh, that um, partner with us, but we do also do backstage tours. That's always fun for somebody who's never experienced so backstage. So is, is there an opportunity for someone, let's say one, one of our retired individuals in, in, in the community, to do volunteer work at the Kravitz? Oh, please, yes. Um, this is my this is my my plea. If you are looking to have a very robust volunteer experience, mm-hmm. uh, meet some new people, see some shows for free, we would love to talk to you. We do a number of orientations for new uh, volunteers. They start as early as August, but you can contact us anytime, and we're always looking for volunteers of all ages. Very good, very good. So you heard it here that if you're looking for the opportunity to engage and you get to see a show as you work, I mean, it's a great place to be. Um, what what gives you the most challenge as as being the, the head of the Kravitz Center? What, what, what do you see that, 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 that challenge that keeps coming around all the time for you? I had big shoes to fill. You know, my predecessor had been in, in my, sitting behind my desk for Ms. 30 Mitchell. years. Yes. Judy Mitchell, right. And, uh, you know, listen, everybody knows Judy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would say my biggest challenge has been getting up to speed as quickly as possible with uh, West Palm Beach, Palm Beach County, getting to understand who people are, um, getting the word out that I'm new, that I don't know everything and therefore need the assistance and expertise of others. Mm -hmm. And so I try to be out in the community a lot and also, as I mentioned earlier, to be in our lobby a lot, whether it's in Dreyfus Hall, which is the large hall, or our two smaller spaces, uh, our two black box spaces, which are really programmed with uh, very interesting, um, you know, works that that maybe are a little not mainstream, but Mm -hmm. give us a chance to to you know, exercise a different muscle. Smaller audiences and 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 seating. Exactly, yeah. three hundred seats max. So you really feel close to the action, and it can be anything from, uh, you know, spoken word poetry. We're doing a really interesting National Geographic series this year. Uh, comedy, as I mentioned earlier, a little bit of cabaret. We're going to step into the cabaret genre a little bit more too. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to. You know, if we can fire on all cylinders and then figure out what works and what a doesn't bit work, for everybody. yeah, then we can. We'll push the things that are working and we'll pull back on the things that maybe are working a little bit less. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, um, if you have a comment or want to talk about or, or comment on a past performance or, or or give suggestions, Miss Diane Quinn is always open to hear <laughs> from you. 
Absolutely. Um, what gives you the most pleasure in, in, in your daily work? You know, I think they've used the term busman's holiday when you go and do things in your free time that you do in your paid time. I am living my busman's holiday dream. Okay. So if I am not seeing something at the Kravis Center, I'm seeing stuff at other venues. Uh, I love the Arts Garage, so I put a little plug in for the Arts Garage. I was, I was there uh, recently. Um, you know, I go and see a lot of theater, both locally and beyond. A big fan of, um, of drama works as well. So, you know, we're lucky. We have a lot of options uh, for both live music and, and theater throughout the county. Mm-hmm. I would encourage others to go and experience that, too. But, yeah, I love to fill my time with the arts. And and luckily, my, my husband loves to do that, too. So mm-hmm. we, we get to do a lot of fun stuff together. We, we, re- we recently lost a patriarch of our arts movement here in Palm Beach County and Alex Dreyfus. Talk to us a little bit about what Mr. Dreyfus meant to the Kravitz and, and to the arts here in Palm Beach County. You know, Alex Dreyfus is the Kravis Center. Mm-hmm. So it was his, for those of you who don't know him or don't know the, the story of the Kravis Center, he was really the brains behind the whole idea. And, um, you know, the, the, the West Palm Beach, the community of West Palm Beach certainly isn't uh, the size and scope that it is today. And when he was starting his business, uh, he was concerned that maybe he wouldn't be able to attract uh, uh, enough employees. Mm -hmm. And so he felt that one of the ways to do that was to have a robust cultural scene. And uh, there's another very interesting writer called Richard Florida who writes about this called The Culture Class. And basically, you know, what they're saying is that if you have a well-rounded community... So you have the arts, you have a good faith-based community, you have a good school system, then people will want to live, work, and play in that space. And so Alex was really the the brains behind wanting to have a performing arts facility, and he, along with others, uh, put the money together or found the money uh, to to build this incredible facility. And uh, unfortunately, we lost him earlier this year. We will be doing a, um, uh, a special tribute to him. I think it's November the 13th, if my memory serves. And of course, all will be welcome to come to Dreyfus Hall and to pay tribute to this very, very special individual who allows me to have my dream job that I have today. Well, you know, just, just as we talk about Mr. Dreyfus, he played an instrumental role in the creation of the Urban League. 50 years ago. Well, tell me. Tell me more. And, and he was one of the, the group of individuals that came together along with the Macintoshes and um, Maud Lee and Percy Lee and, and a whole lot of um, people, the uh, late Judge Ed Rogers and, and so many others who were instrumental in the creation of the Urban League. So when you, when you look at, 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 the, at our community, it's smaller than you think. And the same people who, who were doing things, not only did it in the arts, but they also did it, did it in social services. Mm. They played a role in the creation of our whole community. And, and that's why it's so important that we reflect upon people like Alex Dreyfus and um, those pioneers that, that really did more than just a little bit. They did a lot. A lot. You know, I think if there's a legacy that we can each leave, regardless of 
you know, the amount of money that we earn, but it is that kind of servant leadership, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's in our church or whether it's in our, you know, in our school system or if there's other kind of volunteer work that we can do, you know, for social services or in the cultural community. That to me is a true, true legacy. Mm -hmm. And certainly the Kravis Center the building itself, you know, that's a legacy for generations to come. So I, I thank him and, and others for seeing that and having that that vision. And uh, I hope that I can be even one one hundredth of what he was uh, in, in, well, in you, my you, time here. You have really come come in and have, have done a great transition. And I look forward to working with you, Diane, in, into the future. My last question is always on our show. What's next for Diane? Lunch. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It's a, it's a simple simple question with a simple answer. But, um, Diane, thank you for short, for joining us this morning, um, Sunday morning, to talk about the Kravis Center, your engagement with the community, your expectations. And we look forward to a great season coming up. And like, like always, if you want to get in touch with her, just go to thekravis.org and um, she'll find you. And we look forward to to many more years with you here in Palm Beach County. Thank you so much. Hey, Patrick, thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate your time. All right, good deal. So what's happening with the Urban League, man? What's what's going on lately? Well, Trey, we we, we are still doing our first-time homebuyers um, once a month at the Urban League. And all, all those who are interested in becoming a homeowner, call the Urban League at 561-833-1461 or go to our website at ulpbc.org. And you can find all information you want about uh, becoming a homeowner. And we not only help you become a homeowner, but we help you stay in your home. And there are a lot of different forces that are, that are working against you to stay in your home. Uh, we help you refinance your mortgage rate. We help you to, uh, if you are getting close to or in foreclosure, we work with you on that area. But mm-hmm. call the Urban League if you have any questions on housing because that's, that's what we do. That's one of our core, uh, core businesses. Also, if you're looking at school starts now, we're looking to populate our National Achievement uh, Achiever Society, and these are all kids that make all A's and B's. We're, we're reaching out to middle and high school kids who are looking for opportunities to engage, to work on different um, brain bowl competitions, to gain scholarships, um, to do community service, all those things that we call our National Achiever Society. Call the Urban League or, or look at our website. If you if your kids are in middle school or high school, we have an after-school program, weekend program that they can engage with us at that level. Also, we're going to be establishing an old program at the Urban League, and so many kids over the over the years have come through our program called New Lights. It's our National Urban League initiative to excel and succeed, and this is open to all kids in middle school and high school. Um, if you are wanting to engage, if you wanting to become part of a group, if you're mm-hmm. wanting to do community service and without any other stipulations, come to the Urban League. We have we meet once a month. We have weekend activities. Parents, if you're looking for an activity for your kids to engage with, come out to the Urban League. This is a program that, that we've been running for almost thirty years. And I tell you the the, the kids that have come through this program, hmm. I'll give you a, a great example. We take that young kid who who's in 7th, 8th grade, who's sitting in the back of the room, who won't raise their hand for anything, who won't say a word at a meeting, that same young man or young lady, by the time they stay four years or five years with us and and they become a senior in high school, they won't sit down, okay, because they want to be involved. They want to lead the group. 
They want to to engage. They want to be up front and center, Trey. They want to be on the stage. They want to they want to lead the discussion mm-hmm. with, with different people. Mm-hmm. That's our goal here. Is how do we uh, we prepare these kids for not only school, but work, college, and beyond. So, parents, if you're looking for activities for your kids, go to the Urban League website. We have a, we have a list of activities. You can engage uh, with us on that. School's back in the session, and we're back on ready to go. There it is. Patrick Franklin from the Urban League, Palm Beach County, CEO and President. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Trey. Have a great day. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in and waking up with us. This is South Florida Sundays.